Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Homo Sapiens, brought to you by the behemoth that is... Will Young. And Christopher Sweetie. Is that a comment on my weight? <laughs> what is a behemoth? Let's get this show on the road. How are you? I'm delicate. You know I'm not. I know you don't want to ask that question. I'm delicate. Can I tell you why? Yeah, please. Because I've been having this treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to talk about it in case it doesn't work and because I want to get it for free. Um, <laughs> it's very good treatment that helps with anxiety and depression, post-traumatic stress. And I was having a whirl of a time this week. Because it was, I was as free as a bee, yeah. as loose as a goose. You know, it's <laughs> no like change I'd, there. Then. It was like I'd removed. <laughs> it's like I'd removed, removed the shackles. Then it slightly came crashing down on Thursday mm. night, Friday. So I've had a hell of a hell of an awful time, mm. and um, just doing the shows is hard. Did I tell you I'm in a show? <laughs> no, sorry. I don't know what you're up to at the moment. Oh if my I'm gosh. Well, if only you'd ask. Yeah. Strictly Borum in the Piccadilly Theatre. Oh. We are having. Quick a- one. A qu- are tickets available though? Yeah. Well, they're selling like hotcakes. Oh. Um, well, when you're having standing ovations, surely that's We what have been having standing ovations. It was a difficult to get one last night, actually. But really? I was like, come on, you motherfuckers, you're getting up. So do you make them stand up? I scream at them until they stand up. Brilliant. Yeah. Like all good standing ovations. Did I tell you that this week I fell into um, <laughs> I fell into one of the rows of seats? Yeah, because I have to run to the back yes. and I mistimed it and I thought I was at the back to run along, you know, where there are no seats mm. and I missed it by one and went and literally charged into the row and fell over onto people. Really? I was like, oh, madam, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Fucking gotcha. hell, that hurt. Um, Ouch. So it's been difficult because mm. I crashed and it's very hard. Um, can I tell you the hardest thing is pretending? Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because you can't say to everyone, I can say to you guys when you mm. came in, I'm having a shit time. But you know when you're in a work situation, mm. I, I wonder if you can relate to this. And it's like, how are you? And I'm like, I'm fine. And I'm like, I'm not fine. Mm. I can barely shit. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's hard. Anyway, my brother's been amazing and he bought me a bag of like, different selections of chocolates from a chocolate shop around the corners and that's sweet is that what these Reese's Pieces on the table are for oh no those guess who those are from who what animal is missing Bobby Bobby Jim and Mima came to pick up the dog that's been staying with me for three weeks and they gave they've given me oh to be honest I could have done with more than some couple of 
bowls, bowls of Jolly Ranchers. sweets. Yeah. Um, no, they've got me some sweets and some socks. I will be billing them for the iPhone case that Bobby chewed up. <laughs> really? Yeah. Bobby was sweetness and light, I thought. He's sweetness and light, but he chewed up my Calvin Klein's, my iPhone case, and a couple of pairs of Muji socks. That's no even exchange. Four Jolly Ranchers and a Reese's piece for... I'm going to wrap that up as well. I'm going to say Armani socks and probably yeah. three pairs. And obviously, I mean, the car's wrecked, which is, which is, a, which is a nightmare. Yeah. Well, listen, they've written for Kylie. I mean, they must have bags of money. They've got loads of dosh. Did didn't I tell you what Kylie bought them for? I did, didn't I? A tractor. A tractor. I think I just gave them a scented candle. Did you? No, I gave Used. Them a painting in a bass guitar. Really? Yeah. What was the painting of? Sophie Ryder you. painting. <laughs> <laughs> Me in repose. Uh, yeah. This one's to go by the fireplace. <laughs> It was called Le Saucisson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not that one. Coming up on today's show... A smorgasbord of delights, including an interview with fashion photographer and icon, Tim Walker. A photograph is part of the photographer and majority subject. Mm-hmm. But it's how much of the photographer puts into the picture that's interesting. Tim was part of a group of people when he first started out who started to photograph what then would have been called unusual faces and people. You know, people who challenged that kind of Cindy Crawford sporty idea of beauty. The fashion industry is made up of, of sheep. Of course it is, because it's about followers. Followers of fashion it is a cult almost. And I think I've just spent my career questioning that cult. <laughs> One of the things that I think has been most exciting in the past few months is Edward Enifel being made the editor of Vogue, the first black editor of Vogue. And he is trying to bring out a big change of showing diversity in the casting of models and things like that. And people who write the articles for Vogue, he's going to change things around there. And Tim is part of that. They're very close friends. What I like about um, Tim is that he is not afraid to challenge himself. So he's very open about a recent breakup Mm. of a long-term relationship having been through that heartbreak god heartbreak translates into a photograph really (laughs) well it's such a beautiful thing you've been turned upside down you see things why can white not be black why can all these things right now i'm just very questioning our interview with tim walker is coming up he is one of the top, top photographers. So I was super excited. I mean, yeah, no, did I have to appear in a sort of Japanese wonderful outfit, fresh, freshly exfoliated, ready to be photographed? Yeah. No, I didn't. We did have a bank of lights and a camera set up <laughs> just in case it took his fancy. Didn't he didn't we? take our photograph. He didn't take our photograph. I wasn't, no, wasn't expecting him to. I would have loved him to. Us on an elephant. Oh, riding down Clapham High Street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, back up, back up. <laughs> How are you? I'm really good, thanks. I went antiquing yesterday. No. Yeah, do you know where I went? Hartley Whitney. Where's that? In Hampshire. It is a mecca. Actually, it was interesting because we were in a sort of emporium type place, you know, where there's like loads of different salads. Oh, I love them. They are my favourite because you see know, on every... Really, you love them as well. Yes. You see the personality of the storeholder on the each, each one so yes some person thinks it's fine to sell figurines in nylon dresses and, and then some of them they're just selling things like um medicine instruments but there was this one where this guy you would have wet yourself he has loads of old cups you know like you would get at school kind of thing oh yeah one would be like 
the Rhododendron Society's Winner Cup, which was tiny and beautiful and old and stuff. It was just really... You see, what is it about going to an antiques place that makes me just go, even as you're saying that, I want that, I need that. You can see all the people who won it, written down it. Someone won three years in a row. I was like, pack up, come on, it's only only amateur. Someone's using banned fertiliser on that. Yeah, totally. Do you know what I mean? And And then did they suddenly disappear? Yes, oh my God! Buried into the rhododendrons of the next winner. This is an episode of The Archers. Or um, what's it called? Bro- <laughs> You've got that look on yeah. your face, which is like... <laughs> I, I suddenly thought I had a brilliant idea, yeah. and then it went within two seconds. I it's had. Like, I wish I could remember what it was. The, You know how you write down ideas. I wrote down an idea the other day, and I saw it back. It was the worst idea I have <laughs> ever, ever read. I was like, it was literally actually made me go, hmm, that's a bit strange. Because it was something <laughs> like, seagulls are the ones who know. You know what I mean? It was like it was that random. I was Were like, you stoned? No, I don't like being stoned. No, I don't either. I pull a whitey. Not my poison. Yeah, same. And sort of go Ooh, have to take to the ground. I've got a friend who, when he gets stoned, becomes extremely paranoid, which I know is common. But we were at something years ago, and I said, and someone was like, "Oh, oh we'll have a spliff." And he was like, oh, I'll have some. And I was like, are you sure? Are you sure that's a good idea? Like, none of my business, obviously. But um, you get really paranoid, don't you? And he was like, yeah. And, I was like, and he was like, but it doesn't really happen to me anymore. Cut to, he has one puff of the spliff and, and then just didn't speak for like 45 minutes. And then someone was like, um, are you okay? And he was like, I know exactly what you're all up to. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, what? And he was like, eh. <laughs> don't worry about it you know don't worry about it <laughs> it's like no, come on just say we're not we're not doing anything like it's fine you're we, you know you're with friends uh-uh. it's just weird that you want to all communicate through the music that's all oh my god that is so and funny. we were like what and he was like i know that every time you change the song you're doing it because of me <laughs> and he thought we were playing songs that took the piss out of him <laughs> and doing it and like all laughing together and stuff and I love the fact that he'd sat in silence yeah. and that had been what had been going through his head. William, when we're scrolling back through the Rolodex of the last seven days, <laughs> does your mind pause on, I think, Wednesday, leap for joy and start writing a speech? Yes. Why would that be? Because we've been nominated at the British Podcast Awards. Best interview podcast. We're just going to say best podcast, though. Who are we, we up against? Griefcast which is, I think is a podcast about grief, which I really wanted to do, actually. Oh, that's interesting. Perfume Pioneers by Joe Barrett. That's a friend of mine. Oh, my God, he's obsessed with perfume and he's done a podcast. Um, hi, Joe Barrett. Uh, he's Not a friend any longer. The smell of, yeah. Rival. The Illusionist, which is meant to be really good, and The Comedian's Comedian, which is also meant to be really good. Well, we wish them all luck. No, mm, we don't. No, we don't. Because this means... <laughs> Can we go to the awards mm. and wear, like, the most wildly fashion wrong outfits i think we channel britney and justin double denim <laughs> actually that would be really funny so like pinkish pinkish glasses we go as britney and justin yeah can i have a wet perm like justin has yes and it's not often i want to go for the boys outfit yes pinkish glasses did he wear a denim cowboy hat why did they do that there's the people's choice award as well at the podcast awards and we win it if you dear listeners log on and vote for us on britishpodcastawards.com forward slash vote 
and then you just type in our name homo sapiens and think you'll see us in double denim clutching an award yes i'll cry it just means it means so much to me <laughs> <laughs> Because we've got the man, the legend, Tim Walker, as this week's guest, we thought, yeah, he's a good photographer, Mm. but he's not as good as you, dear listeners. Mm. So we said, tweet us the funniest photo in your phone and tell us the story behind it. Kevzy has got a paper cutout of Emma Bunton and a picture of him with Emma Bunton. Oh, and another one, Kevzy. I think he's a fan of Emma Bunton. My friends know how much I love the Spice Girls. Grab this Emma Bunton cardboard cutout from a We Love Pop nightclub. Um, My father told... Emma Bunton to shut up and sit down at a concert. <laughs> was um, it a Spice Girls concert? It was my concert. <laughs> and she'd come in. No, he, she was late. And he went, you're late. Be quiet and sit down. Really? Yeah, because she <sighs> came into the same box. It was at the Albert Hall. Oh, my God. Isn't that funny? That is amazing. And went up to Matthew Williamson, who's a dress designer, and said, oh, I hear you make frocks. <laughs> my mum was like, people don't say frocks anymore. <laughs> Cupcake and Co., me the night before I flew to Sri Lanka on holiday when the girl applying my spray tan asked if I'd like the new extra dark. I had no idea just how extra. Cupcake has gone to town. She looks like she's had a serious spray tan. Have you ever used fake tan? I had to do it for the show. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, but I, well, had it done. You're not meant to shower then for that evening. Yeah. I had a bath. Julie has said, Girls Weekend Away with a granny theme rocking the Nam fashion. Love that. A bingo and Zimmer frame racing. Oh my God. Julie. Dressing up as a granny is my favourite thing to do for a fancy dress. Do you go for rollers in the hair when you dress up as a granny? Uh, Well, it started because it was actually a farmyard animal theme Mm -hmm. at university. With um, my friend and yours and a friend of the show, Milzy. Your friend Milzy, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And she was trying to do me up as a sheep. So I got a shower cap and then got lots of cotton wool and then we put the cotton wool on and I just looked like a granny so I went as a granny Kerry says my best friend and I celebrating our 40th birthday in Abu Dhabi friends since we were 8 years old you can have a look at all of these on Will's Twitter by the way who's your oldest friend Tim Dixon Tim who you lived handsome with handsome Tim from school really so I just 13 my oldest friend is Amy Perfect who I've known since the day I was born no she was in the back of the car while I was being born because this is this was the 80s so my mum my mum went into labour. She was with her best friend, Ro, who was Amy's mum. So they were like, oh my God, we've got to go to the hospital. So they're driving to the hospital. My mother has a cigarette on the way. No fucking <laughs> yeah. way. I suppose maybe it's like, because when you have a cigarette, then you need a poo. Do you think mm. it just helps? You just get, get you out. come out. And they arrive at the hospital, run into the hospital with my mum, leave Amy in the boot, because that's what you did back then. <laughs> so Amy was just left in the boot of the car. No. Yeah. <laughs> And then I suppose she went back when I was, before I was born. I fucking hope so. Just leave the baby in the back. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Things were simpler then. We used to stay in the car the whole time. Like my mum would go shopping and just leave us in the car. Do you know what my friend's dad, who's like 60s, his mum, they lived in Chelsea in, this is the 60s, when his mum used to put him on the central line with his sisters with sandwiches for the day and say, just keep going round and round the circle line on on the tube and then just get off at five and I'll come and pick you up what <laughs> that's such a good idea is that what they did yeah for the whole day yeah Steve Anthony I'm going to call that art I like this this is very yes I'm enjoying this it's, it's my favourite one it's him with a plastic red plastic bag that's blown up in front of his face but it suddenly looks like it could be a Tim Walker photo <laughs> he is wrapped wrapped in plastic 
there's quite a few pictures of that people have transposed themselves onto other people's bodies. Yes. I noticed. That's that's going to be like our calendar. <laughs> the Chippendale. Yeah. Did he tell you about the time I did a calendar? No. And it was in a, a field of fir trees. So you would have thought potentially that was Christmas. They put the field of fir trees in May. <laughs> <laughs> what were you wearing, though? Oh, like sort of heavily quilted clothes. <laughs> it was really weird. Do you... So you've done... I never knew you did That was calendar. the last calendar I did. Do you actually make money out of calendars? I used to make a little bit. I think they'd give me just like a advance. But I remember the first year that I did a calendar, which I never had a choice in the matter. I never actually even wanted to. Really? Um, that uh, I remember thinking there will come a year when suddenly the management doesn't mention we're doing a calendar that year. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I just thought that was funny in itself. Yes. Yeah. It's never each, mentioned. It, oh, what happened to the calendar? Yeah. Uh, anyway, babe, uh, we've got uh, <laughs> Kestrel FM want you to open their new Quality Street tin for Christmas. <laughs> did you ever do anything racy? Uh, the first calendar or the second calendar I did, they were clearly copying as they will do any other photo. So mm. we want you to look like this, James Dean. And then you end up looking like Basil Brush. <laughs> You know what I mean? And um, they put me, it was in jeans, and I was a twink. Oh? I was a twink. You were a twink. I know. You still are a twink. <laughs> come, come. <laughs> not, the, not the rate I'm eating these chocolates. Um, and I was in jeans, that's it, with a toothbrush in my mouth. That's a thing. Google it. With awful highlights. Toothbrush. Mm. What year was that? Your, the one, the toothbrush oh, incident? 2003. Mm-hmm. Topless. Will Young, topless, toothbrush. I know how to search for these things. So he's shirtless, I find. Oh, yeah. James Franco, shirtless. Yeah. Clown face. <laughs> no, nothing. No, for God's sake. I, can I say topless people with toothbrushes in their mouth is a thing, though? It's just that kind of, like, everyday... Oh, it's just me. Yeah, oh, it's just me. I could be your boyfriend just brushing my teeth. But the thing is, I wasn't brushing my teeth. I was At just all. standing there <laughs> <Ever>. with a <laughs> toothbrush plonked into my mouth. I wasn't even in a bathroom. Well, we've got to pick a winner, William. Oh, do we pick a winner? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like I like the um, that one. Uh, the one Steve. With the, that doesn't help for listeners, does it? Um, <laughs> I like Steve Anthony Troy. Steve Anthony Troy, and he's got the sort of plastic, I guess, raincoat or something that's floated up over his head, and they're taking. He's right by the sea. Oh yeah, you're right. It's a poncho. It's amazing, actually. It sort of <laughs> flares up above him. The, pon- the only poncho to be had for miles around and made me look like a six-foot Durex tasted like <laughs> one too. Oh. I, oh, I imagine, wink face. Stephen. Stephen, what would you like as your prize? You can come to Will's house and take any item <laughs> of furniture you like, big or small. Take the will, dogs. We will enjoy. You will get a T-shirt. It's got to be a T-shirt. Yeah. And a Homo sapiens condom, which is yes. our new range. Yes. Better to be safe than sorry. Embossed with Homo sapiens for extra pleasure. Not yet tested. Stephen... Message hello at homosapienspodcast.com and uh, we'll get you a t-shirt. It's time for our interview. It is indeed. With Tim Walker, who I was very excited that he came around the house. I was a little bit, not starstruck, but a little bit nervous. Yeah, I was too. Yeah, because he's, I don't know, he's just a big, he's a big photographer and I'm a huge fan of... He's a visionary. Uh, great photography. Yeah, he's, he's a visionary. visionary. He's photographed everybody... From Kate Moss to Bjork, Tilda Swinton, many times. All the supermodels. Mm. So while we go and refresh ourselves and untuck ourselves in the lounge, <laughs> while the judges deliberate, 
This is our interview with Tim Walker. I was in a, a relationship for a long time with a guy from very, very young, for 18 years, and I wanted to have kids. Mm. And when we first got together, I wanted to adopt, but he didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm no longer in the relationship, so it's kind of lucky we didn't. Mm. And, and then I wouldn't on my own, I wouldn't. No? No, because I'm, I'm newly on my own, so I'm just, it's just the last thing I'm now thinking about. Mm. Having been in a relationship for 18 years. Yeah. How is that? It's weird, it was, it was so weird when it all ended. Mm. And then um, I would say first four months, five months, were literally wrecking. Really? Literally floored me. I was completely like, oh. Because you've changed. Well, gay culture, yeah. the pendulum has swung from, I mean, when I was like, you know, at art college, it was like, you went to bars, you know, a whole notion mm. of grinder and what, I mean, how many apps are on the phone now? It's on the same level as <clears throat> having a taxi app. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. My grandfather was gay. And he was having electroshock therapy to try and rid him of, you know what I mean? No. Two generations ago. Yeah. So then he then, when he dies, we find all these letters to his, well, we knew that he had this guy, Mm. but he married and had my father Mm. and led a very unrealized life. Really? Yeah, and I think that's in the end, it's awful. So then two generations later, I could go on, on an app now and meet someone on wherever we are road. Yeah, yeah. How strange is that? It's probably me. It's <laughs> at dick pic. Um, but they're not. Those apps make you feel like it's all so much easier, but it's not. But is it? No different. It's so, I, could, I could write a book about it. I tell you, it's just so interesting. Mm. I mean, I'm with this guy for 18 years and then it ends. Now I'm just like, Oh my fucking <laughs> God, yeah. it's a fucking jungle out there. It, I knew it was a jungle, mm. but it's not only a jungle, it's a fucking swamp. Mm. So now the whole remit of going out on dates and it's so weird. But I do like it though, because I'm a photographer, mm. I'm used to, when you're a photographer, you have to sit down in front of someone and take a picture of them mm. and engage with them and have some sort of friendship in a very quick, immediate yes. time. Yes. So I didn't realise, actually, I've spent the last two decades of my life fine-tuning that. Did yeah, it's like, I've been on Grinder all my life. <laughs> 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 Without even realising. So yeah. Just less dick pics. None of, well, just, you know, <laughs> different type of picture, same, yeah. same premise, same initial premise. When you're doing a job, how much chat goes in before the job happens? A lot. Does it? Yeah, you could never just start taking pictures. I mean, literally. But like leading up to the shoot? Oh, look, as much as I can. Mm. On the phone, at least. Ideally, I'd meet and and go out for dinner with them before or have lunch. That would be my ideal. That's what I love to do. You know, because it's like us talking here now. You can't if I suddenly had to take your picture. Mm. And I just walked in and just went, just barked an order at you. You'd Mm. feel very discombobulated. And I think that a photograph is part of the photographer and majority subject Mm -hmm. but it's how much of the photographer puts into the picture that's interesting yeah how do Mm. you how do you put your voice in something it's how much that person wants it Mm -hmm. so I always go into taking a picture 
with loads of ideas that are very me, all about me. It's my perception of a person. Mm -hmm. And then that person might have no ideas or be totally roll over on their back and go, just do what you want to do. I'm really up for it. Mm -hmm. And they really want to play and become that. So then that, that, that can work. Or another instance, I might go in with a lot of ideas and that person categorically will not like anything mm -hmm. and I've completely misjudged them and got it wrong mm -hmm. and then they rip it apart mm -hmm. and then they go, we're going to do the picture like this. Mm -hmm. And both will work actually very well. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I was reminded of a story that I remember you told in an interview about Alexander McQueen. Oh, yeah. And he didn't like anything that you were going to do. But yeah, then that's right, yeah. He, yeah he, he was the dog's bollocks designer at that time, and he was at the absolute zenith of his power, I mm. think. I think that's in why probably he took his life, because he was, he was just like, it was the, he was absolutely the king. Mm. And I thought about the king, and I thought about him, and I thought about he was sort of like um, a pirate, I don't know why I always saw skulls with him. There was something a bit swashbuckling about yeah, him. Yeah, and I had this idea. I could see a picture of him with a skull on his head and then a, a bow tie of bones. Mm. So I got the skull and we put did it so he could wear it. And then we got bones to mm. make a bow tie. Mm. And he was just like, yeah, no, fuck that. I'm not doing that. There's no fucking wearing. And I've you know, spent 30 years. He was becoming what I am. I'm not going to dress up like a fucking panto. Right. He was really, and then he like ripped. He was like, I'm not doing that. It took all the felcro off the, and it was a, a human skull. And he was like, but I do like the skull. And he was smoking. And I remember he was like, okay, well we can let's, and he completely took over. So he basically took the skull, took his fag out, stuck it in the skull's teeth. Mm lit another fag so he was there like that and then that was the picture wow. but when you watch that unfold that's gold for, for me that's yes. like okay that's that actually is everything yes. whereas my interpretation with the bow tie and the that was all wrong mm. i was really panto about it but he was way more Hamlet about it. But I think that's how, it's all about how you dealt with that. So you were respectful, where some people wouldn't be able to let go of their vision. No, yeah, own. you totally, this is just, just, that's the secret in the end. I think everything about life is about sensitivity. Mm. And if you don't have sensitivity, you wouldn't see that he's giving you gold yeah. and your idea is bronze. 
So how did you get there? Like people have, I think, pivotal moments mm. in their careers. What were those? Like first shooting Vogue? No, no, that no, be I just, a, no, as, as, as a... There's a more accurate way of answering that. I think it's rather than it being a, a time thing, I think it's um, precisely when everyone says it's about this, you rebel against it and go, why? And then you take a picture in another way and that's more you. Fashion is it's the mood of our times. It's like um, a tangible mirror, a reflection of our... Um, it's the mood, it's the zeitgeist. It's something that we dream about. And I think that um, the, the fashion industry is made up of, of sheep. Of course it is, because it's about this wheel that turns and it's about followers, followers of fashion. It is followers. It's a cult almost. And I think I've just spent my career questioning that cult mm, right. <laughs> everything from, i've done is it from within it then mm, i think the, i think i'm in this cult in, yeah. right in the middle of this this bubble this big christmas bauble <laughs> and i'm always like going everyone will go orange and i'll go <laughs> red mm. you know i think and i think the cult loves and celebrates a left field questioning because it, it mm. de-stagnates the inevitable stagnation of a 90% cult following. Mm. Do you see what I mean? Yes, I do. I do. It's sort of like, um, I think it's very important. I think all photographers who come along that have a voice, they never, it's it, I've just said it, they have a voice because they never conform. One of the things I loved, the, was it ID 100 or something oh, you yeah. just did? Which was yeah, yeah. A all real... People, yeah. A hundred interesting people today was yeah. kind of the brief, right? It was just what was going on in, 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 in youth of today, what was happening that was interesting. And, and Did you feel that you saw a huge diversity yeah, in that? Yeah, it was, that was, a, that, talking about pivotal points, that was a really, such a labour of love. And I worked on that for probably, I don't know, three or four months. The magazine actually really encouraged me to be inclusive and look at where one could be you know, inclusive in, in every single, 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 single way. Mm -hmm. And I think that was just something I engaged with and like, you know, how am I going to, why, why I need to get on with this person? And I don't think I'm going to get on with that person, but my God, you really end up, you do get on with someone mm -hmm. and it kind of shocks you. And it's so much more, it's, it's sort of like, if you weren't snogging girls at the disco, we're all out in a garden looking at a party going on inside a house and it's all illuminated and we're standing in the garden looking back in and we're not in the party, it's something else. But actually when you start to meet other people having a cigarette in the garden too, they're quite a lol. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it's great, they also they educate you and they, um, through their story of being in the garden looking back in, whoever they are, they don't have to be gay, they can be any, anyone that's not in the party in yeah. the house. Exactly. Oh, that's where the best people are. I'm, I absolutely love your pictures. That's very sweet. And, you know, and I have for a long, long time, as many people do. But I'm always fascinated by the fact that it does have a voice. Because I'm like, how do you know a Nick Knight photo is a Nick Knight photo? Yeah. Even if it's a girl standing in front of a white wall. How you do I just know? You know, yeah. You know, you just somehow know. And that could just be because it's a, language, it's a bit it? purpley and the yeah, colours yeah. or whatever or something, you know. I think it's because a lot of people, in the end, throw themselves into the photographer's realm and go, I don't know, you, you, that's your thing. Mm. So you have to be there with a bag full of perceptions about that person. Mm. 
Whereas if you're doing a fashion picture, an illustrative fashion picture or a fantasy picture, mm. I work with, I don't know, maybe 10, 15, 20 models who are geniuses mm. at taking on my um, mm. fantasy. Mm. So that's where you really recognize my work when it's whole 100% Tim's fantasy. Mm. And they're very good at that. The, women. the models. Yeah, the women and more men actually. I'm working with a lot more men these days. Incredible in front of the camera. It's so interesting. The, really? the difference, yeah. What gay, is the gay difference? Gay men, gay men really? are the best. There's two or three I've just been working with who I always work with models with people like, I don't know, Stella Tennant or Kate Moss or all those famous models. Mm. They are brilliant because they have this thing where they walk into your picture and exist in it. Mm. So I can create a world and then they get involved in it. They don't stand in front of it. Mm. And each one yeah. of those people that we all know, mm. culturally, who the models are, they have that ability to, to get involved. Whereas so actors? They're the actors. They really understand the 2D notion mm. of where they are, mm. and then they understand how to belong in it. Mm. But recently I've been working with two gay men who are so, I would say, not outshine people like Stella Tennant or Edie Campbell, but they definitely are up there. It's really, really interesting. And what is it? Is it what? What do they bring? Do they are they bringing a similar? Um... Grab a pen and paper. <laughs> <laughs> Must bring own rings, um, models own gloves. What, like like do they, do they do they bring? It's my favourite. I want to call um, an album that models, models own. It's quite it's funny. Just, it's hilarious, isn't it? Um, do Maybe they, what, what do those two guys, what are they bringing it's that didn't, didn't? Something that women have, something that the best women have, actually, the yeah. best women models have. Yeah. They, it's a quietness, I think. It's very subtle. I think it's like if you act and you overact, mm. it really is wrong. But actually, if you don't act at all, sometimes that can be incredibly powerful. And then these two guys, they just have got a sort of just literally a millimetre movement of their hand. Mm and the head and they just know what to do with their neck because I can't tell people what to do. Mm. I've tried that to, to tell people how it always goes back to the same place about how I think some, someone should fit into a photograph mm. and it gets very repetitive and boring. So as a photographer, you're always looking for someone who can walk into your viewfinder, your window and do something staggeringly beautiful mm. that you can't articulate or direct. Mm. So that goes back to a lot of having conversations with people before you take pictures and having a immediate friendship. It's such a peculiar thing, mm. but I do, I do like, I really love that meeting people and becoming best friends very, very quickly. It's very strange. It it's end? kind of backwards, no, forwards. So and then, yeah. and then you become best friends yeah, and then, how and then it, it kind of goes and then you meet up with them, I don't know, like a month later. And then it's almost like a friendship in reverse. What it's I was like Benjamin Button. <laughs> I was, was going to say, because when I do a shoot, mm. And it is like that, become a great friend with a photographer. So at the beginning, I'm really nervous. Yeah, you get very, yeah, um, yeah. And contain it as much as I can, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you slowly get chat, and then you might see a couple of images or not. Yeah. And then by the end, you know, and by the end, it's fucking kisses. Yeah, yeah. Um, brilliant. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it wasn't like this with Chris. Um, <laughs> it was yeah. daggers across, daggers through the lens. 
speaking he through. He is a nightmare to work with. <laughs> Talking um, through assistant. But, but, but um, you know, and then it is like, oh, how wonderful. And then it kind of goes. Mm. It's funny, isn't it? It is Which funny. Which is kind of sad. In a bad way. It is a bit I sad. Know, I kind of, I, I've met, I think people present themselves at their absolute best for the camera. Mm. Not for me, for mm. the camera. And then I think the camera is like a sort of wedding. It's sort of like, oh, <laughs> it's such yeah. a sort of joyful, the best, the golden days, the instant <clears throat> friendship, the best friend. It's intense, but like I said, it's the Benjamin Button. Mm. And then eventually it depletes, depletes, depletes. And then you might work with them again. And then it's, yeah. then it's all best friends again. Mm. And then so it's a sort of, it's a life of um, best friends becoming less best friends. <laughs> so have you got, have you found any genuine friendships through working with me yeah, a lot I definitely oh, you have I have met the most interesting people in my life through the camera definitely I've met them it's where I've met the most interesting people really a lot of models a lot of actors actresses have become good friends so but I'd say 80% of them it is like the sort of summer holiday romance and then it all just goes away have you got your have you got <coughs> favorites very much so, yeah. And in every way, I have favourite. Um, so who would be hair, makeup, yeah, yeah, models, actors, actresses? Um, a few times, there's someone I've wanted to photograph, and you meet them, and my God, they don't disappoint you. Really? Yeah, they really are like, oh, that. Then you go, okay, that's why that person is that person. Really? Who would? Who has been like that? Recently, Bjork. Really? Wow. Yeah, she was so... I'd always loved her music and loved the mood of her. And then I worked with her last autumn. My God, how she moves in front of the camera. Really? It's like a gift. Wow. Yeah. Amazing, that energy she has yes. and, and how she does it. And I imagine she comes with a load of ideas and... Yeah, she's got very, very... So the whole project started out with phone calls mm -hmm. and Skype calls with her and then which is so up my alley because then you really get to feel someone and what is her so whatever album she's making that's her world mm -hmm. yeah I did an interpretation of that world with her and then she performed like no other like yeah definitely that's a re recent someone that wow. that's really you understand why they've been photographed a lot just true performer. When I really came to to your work yeah. was this shoot that you did for Vogue in India, mm. and with Lily, it just yeah. arrested me. It just ma it makes me have touch you been my microphone because there's some things. no no you've never been I haven't no because there's some things in the house. There's some African. Um, it's all for sale, by the way. <laughs> Everything's got a little this thing hanging there. on it. This is for, actually, this is a very rare piece. This is going for 200 um, today, isn't it? It's on sale. <laughs> this is real oak. Um, so the industry you work in, right, mm -hmm. is... I always remember my sister was a photographer's assistant and she, there was this hilarious story about Beyonce came to the studio to mm. do a shoot with yeah. someone and they yeah. wanted her to sit on a banana. Yeah. And they said... <laughs> Beyonce doesn't do bananas, bye-bye, yeah. and they left. But right. there is this kind of, particularly with America, I would yeah. say, there's this kind of like, hey, buddy, can you just fucking get on and do it? You yeah, know? Yeah, like, yeah. How do you hold your shape in those scenarios? I mean, I think, I think um, commercially I've been in situations like that. I gave up fighting for what I believe in commercially. I just, just go and just do be professional. And I used to struggle with it 
so badly when I started out as a photographer. I was just like, it has to be innovative. Every picture has to be incredible, incredible. But they don't want it like that. Mm. And then I've only just now totally learned how to deal with that. And I read something Willem Dafoe was saying about acting and he was like, you know, I will do a James Bond film and get paid an extraordinary amount of money and I will turn up and I'll be, I will really enjoy that because that informs what I do on in stage mm. or it will inform a part I take with, a, with an art house director. And he said, it's just like a balanced diet. Mm. And as soon as I heard him say balanced diet, mm. the balance between the bond and making a lot of money mm. to him being on stage and it's just an immense privilege to get commercial work because you're essentially being funded yeah. to do the work that means something to me. And it's just, yeah, it's just all part of it. And that's editorial work, which is for magazines. Yeah, right? well, I love, I love, um, that's what I love. That's, you know, I absolutely love all of that. Where are you at with your photography, hearing you talk about these two uh, gay men? Um, where do you feel you're at? Just, I just think where I'm at now, I think, I think because of what I've been through personally, I'm just really taking that and putting that back into my work. So it's sort of like without actually that just happened. So then I found myself in a very raw, vulnerable my, in myself. And I was like, oh, I've got to, you know, I'd never been to see a therapist before in my life. I thought therapy was something that happened in America. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> understand. You know, I came from a family where it would be inconceivable to go and see a therapist and I think that having been through that heartbreak god heartbreak translates into a photograph really well it's such <laughs> really? a beautiful thing you've been turned upside down your psyche has just been flipped and your world has gone from north to south and I think that you see things it's that why does it have to be about a woman in a picture? Why can't it be a man? Oh, there is a, a man and he's an amazing performer and he's great. Why, why can white not be black? Why can all these things, why can orange not be red? It's just, I think that's where I'm at right now. I'm just very questioning of, I don't know, it's like, yeah. Is, is it of the norms? Is it, is it norms that you've worked within? Is it? I think it's just, I'm just being, a, I'm rebelling against everything in myself. Yeah, you get very excited by the opposite. So I think because I've been flipped personally, I'm looking for ways. Well, I'm not looking for ways. I'm existing in a realm of um, flippedness, which is quite exciting. <laughs> and, and embracing it. Oh, loving it. I love, I love wow. letting go of, it's just you just cut because you've, my psyche has been cut. I'm now free falling no it's free falling is not the right word i'm floating mm -hmm. and is therapy helping with that mm. look i mean it's very i mean it saved me essentially i was completely wrecked wow. and um i was very ill actually and i think that i didn't understand why i was ill i didn't understand that i'd gone i'd got in the elevator mm. and gone dun, 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 and i couldn't understand how i couldn't because i'm naturally quite a i would say luckily a buoyant spirit and then i was just like why am i like this why can i why am i why am i just not sleeping eating why am i just i couldn't understand and then she explained everything mm. just in a very simplistic way and then has just helped me through this whole grieving process of a heartbreak to mm. a point where i feel yeah i feel really excited by all the adventures of life well, right that's, now. that's extraordinary and i think that if you are a buoyant person yeah which i'd say you are 
um, like everyone around this table is, yeah. you don't think that you are the sort of person who does fall down. So no, it takes you a long time to recognise it. Thing. And you think, oh, well, I'll be fine. I can yeah, I remember um, I last summer I was, I, I used to go out and, you know, when you, when you have a, a breakdown like that, you just, I don't know, I was drinking. Like, mm. you know, it's such an obvious thing. So I went out and I go out drinking and then I saw some friends for a, a Sunday lunch and had a few drinks. Then I got on my bike, cycled home, and I was sort of going down Old Street thinking, I'm quite drunk, got to be really careful, mm. get into Victoria Park, and then I'm like legging it through the park, mm. swerve, come completely off my bike, predictable, such a cliche. What a fool. And I just like, I'm just like, I was on my own. I had no one that cared. <clears throat> I had no one at home. I was just like, okay, I've completely wiped out my bike. And there's something that I was just like, I wasn't ever, I don't think, I, I didn't think I was that person that would, it's, a, it's an analogy for my life at that point. I, sli- I didn't think I was the person that fell off the bike. Mm-hmm. And I really wiped out. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that I was a buoyant, different type of personality that would never trip up. And I did. And in a, now I can say sitting here that having tripped up so badly, it's educated me more than more than I could ever imagine. Mm. Oh. So it's an amazing thing. Oh. Amazing how it sort of made me um, feel stuff so much. I always felt, anyway, a lot. I think, you know, photographer. Mm. But I think now I really feel deeply, deeper, 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 deeper. Mm. Does it make you look... So I relate to that. I had a breakdown mm. and... It was. It gen- genuinely was the most wonderful thing that happened to me. Mm. Funny, I mean, isn't it? Not at the time. No, not at the time. You know, mm. Chris was very good friend. Um, were you very good? You were you very good? He was very good. I wasn't. Well, look. The, no, you were very good. He was very good. Um, well, I was, actually I think it, we I became even closer <laughs> friends because of it. Of course, you I do. started opening up you, if you to alone. Chris mm. about things because I was was always pretending to be happy. Which, and yeah, a mask. You put became exhausting, yeah. and then yeah. I just started opening up to Chris, and then I when we were much now we we speak about our inner worlds, yeah. you know, and it. But it's amazing, but then it's and I love yeah. people so much more because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, I don't judge that shit. Yeah. I'm like I've got, I've had that shit, or yeah. I've got it, and it just has opened up life for me mm. in the most wonderful way mm. in all areas allowing yourself to be vulnerable and say this mm. isn't working for me is really hard um, who would you like to photograph I know okay I've got someone in my head who I'd love you to photograph can you I want you to photograph the queen oh yeah I'd love to do that I've asked her have you asked really? I've asked yeah and, what and then the dude that we went through resigned oh. so the, all the paperwork I think yeah, I'd love do you mean to Prince that. Philip but I don't know I think maybe the palace go for more maybe a safer type of photographer no no they went for Leibovitz come on (coughs) they did yeah so I've asked I'd love to do it wow you wouldn't have to build any props no you just have all the stuff there it will be there would it though or would you still bring come on no I just thought it actually there's so many there's so many interesting ways of of photographing members of the royal family what would you do because i'll always love that chris levine picture where he just got her with her oh, yeah, eyes shut. It, yeah and i just thought within your parameters that was the cleverest thing in the world to do because it was like that sam taylor Wood, david beckham sleeping thing it was mm. just so simple yet iconic and my favorite photograph of the queen was a terry o'neill one 
Mm. I want to say that. And it's her with Ray-Bans. Oh, God, I've never seen Is that. Is that real? In, in the yeah. 50s. Wow, that's... A, I've got it up, I, I think, I've yeah, that's quite amazing. I've got to go amazing. to the loo. I've actually got it upstairs. You bring it down. Um, yeah, do. Because she looks really glamorous. Yeah. Um, I tell you who's very glamorous is Princess Anne. <laughs> she wears the most incredible sunglasses. Really? Yeah. But would you strip it back or would you go with what her what she is? I'd actually photograph her from behind. Really? Yeah. I think that's an interesting... It's the hair is the thing, isn't it? It's the hair and the crown. Every, there's so many. It's She's so recognisable from behind just as she is from the front. Mm. That's Look at that. That's I mean, a great picture, isn't it's it? It's not Terry O'Neill. I'm completely lied. It's Michael Howard. I don't think that's a politician, but who yeah. knows? Yeah. Wow. Did. I've never seen that picture in my life. This is her at an event, isn't it? It's her at Babington Horse Trials. Must be really the happiest, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. She, she, hello, dog. She would be very interesting to photograph, or very um, disappointing, maybe. I don't know. Shit the bed. Heavens to Betsy. That was... Um, you know what we didn't talk to him about? Is that he was the inspiration for our Homo sapiens photo in the bed. Oh, yeah. Did we, we not mention him? We forgot. Oops. I really enjoyed... Uh, his company actually which mm. is always always the best interviews the dogs were very noisy during that they were weren't they but they were excited because we know. had a friend round well because we they wanted to get in a photograph yes Nelly we, was like oh me 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 we had my cheekbones Nelly, Nelly, be in vogue. <laughs> Nelly had been on the 5-2 for weeks in expectation <laughs> she, she didn't have to lie on her back the whole time <laughs> that's Nelly's way though such isn't it? a flirt <laughs> learned it from the best <laughs> If you want to get in touch with us, you can email hello at homosapienspodcast.com mm-hmm. or get in touch with us via my Twitter, which is Will Young, uh, at Will Young Official. Oh, no, it's not. Uh, uh, it's at, at Will, Will Young. It's just at Will Young. Yeah, not official. It's at Will Young unofficial. with the hashtag homosapiens. Or you can call us on 0891606060. Who uh, is that? <laughs> that was like, if you want to meet people in your uh, area, yeah, yeah, do you remember? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it was always like a guy working out yes I wonder what the calls were about and a woman who's the secretary answering the phone maybe that can be our outro song come on call homo sapiens homo homo sapiens homo sapiens homo homo sapiens hello homo sapiens oh you've been a naughty boy are you calling from Australia Yeah, have you got, I've got a big combine harvester of you. <laughs> I've got to go now, bye. Oh, we've got potato rot again. Come on, Carl, back. Homo sapiens, homo, homo sapiens. Homo sapiens, homo, homo sapiens. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Powered by Spirit Studios.